Hey, y'all. It's Emily. It's Addison. And Lily. Welcome to Boldly Created. Thanks so much for joining us on our third episode. What the heck? Three episodes in? That's crazy. We're so glad you're here and we can't wait to dive into our topic for the day. And I just wanted to jump in and congratulate Shelby Whiteside one more time for winning our first ever giveaway on Instagram. Um, Thank you so much, everybody, for participating and spreading the word. And we appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much. We can't wait to do more giveaways in the future. And we're so excited to kick this off. Congrats, Shelby. Okay, so now I'm going to, we're just going to dive right in to our conversation today. I'm really excited to talk about this topic. We're talking about the topic of joy and rejoicing during seasons. And this is a topic that is really dear to my heart because this was something that I struggled with a lot throughout my walk with Christ. And so I just kind of want to start by asking Lily and Addison here, what do y'all think of whenever you feel or think of happiness or when do you feel most happy? So when I feel most happy, it relates back to a prayer I made at the beginning of the year. Um, when I first got back to campus, I was struggling a little bit, a little bit. And I remember I just prayed in my bed one night for consistency, consistency in my relationships and just in my life. And God really answered that prayer with the friend group I have right now. And I just feel most at peace and happy when I'm with that friend group. They just, they just are there for me. And I feel complete, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's kind of similar to yours, Addison, but I, for those of you who don't know, I am an Enneagram seven wing six, if you guys are into that. And that means that I really love to be around like other people. I'm very social and I kind of charge, like recharge my energy off of other people instead of being alone. So I'm definitely a people person. And I would say for me, it would just be being around my new friends I've made this semester and this year and just being accepted and just loved all the time so what about you Emily um okay just like you guys like my friends of course and just life in general makes me happy um you know like right now it's just a really happy time it's just sitting here and hanging out and talking (laughs) and but when I think of like pure utter happiness I think a lot of my family um and friends um my family is so like dear to me we're so so close and my probably my happiest times and something I look so forward to is every Christmas Eve me and my family we get together and we just spend the whole day together at my grandparents it's my mom my two siblings and me and my aunt my uncle my two cousins and then my grandparents and we just all wear our pajamas all day and we watch football and eat lots of food and open presents and it's just the best time ever and that's whenever i'm just like just utterly happy is with family and friends that's um, awesome. Yeah, I wish I, I love, love that. that you have like a big family because I know me and Lily are the only child and mm-hmm. it's great being the only child. But sometimes, you know, you get you wish you had the other siblings to have those holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's awesome. To hear I agree. Stories like that. Ugh, I love my siblings. Like in a Maggie, <laughs> if you're listening right now, you rock. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so whenever we think of happiness, you know, we think of just good times and good friends, sunshine, you know, just all this stuff, everything good happening. Um, but how do you guys feel whenever things kind of go downhill, whenever things aren't kind of good, I guess? I mean, I'm a control freak and you Mm -hmm. both know that. So when things go out of my control, I mean, I'm not happy, but I feel like I have learned that the trials that happen happen for a reason is to, I guess redefine isn't the right word, but it's to, I'm going to say redefine 
that God can fix everything that he does in your path that mm-hmm. he break. Sometimes he'll break something to show you that he's able to fix it. If that oh, makes sense. Yeah. To you. Oh, absolutely. I think that for me, I know that happiness is an emotion and emotions come and go. Feelings come and go. So of course, naturally happiness is not going to last forever. So I think just to know that it's okay when happiness kind of, you know, takes the back burner for a little bit because it's natural and um, we can find that in Jesus, which I know you're going to talk more about, Emily. Oh, no, <laughs> this is our topic, guys. But um, yeah, whenever, you know, bad things happen, we we don't really feel happy. But whenever good things happen, we do feel happy. And we think that's all that should matter, right? If we have happiness, then why do we need joy? That's, that's a pretty mm-hmm. valid question, especially for a non-believer to ask. And I asked that question for a while. Like, why does everyone go around talking about joy? Like, why mm-hmm. does that matter? But the answer is simply because happiness is only there when you're feeling happy. It's no longer there when the good is gone. It's hard to be happy when you're facing trials, when you're going through a really tough breakup, or when your best you and your best friend are fighting, maybe, or maybe you just have like these great future plans you were so excited about and they got interrupted. <laughs> COVID, but you know, there's so much all this stuff that can make you feel unhappy. And this is why God gives us the gift of joy because happiness, just like Lily said, is a feeling and it's only there whenever things are going good. Um, It's just like sadness. Whenever things aren't going good, you're going to feel sad. Whenever you're really anxious, you're going to feel nervous. Those are feelings that we cannot control because we are human beings. That's how how we are. And so joy is something you choose. Mm -hmm. It is a decision. It's a statement saying that, hey, I may be going through a really tough season right now, but I am going to choose joy because I have faith in the fact that God is putting me through this for a reason Mm -hmm. or my story is still being written or this is all part of God's plan for my life. And I have hope that this is going to make me stronger, that he is put using this to make me even more holy. And that is simply what choosing joy is, is to rejoice in your season. So Addison, I know, is going to talk a little bit about the dictionary definition <laughs> of joy. We're just going to yeah. kind of dive I just know that. that I need uh, definitions because, you know, you know what happiness and joy are, but come on, you got to have the real definition for it. <laughs> um, so Miriam Webster says that joy is an emotion evoked by well-being, success or good fortune or by the prospect of processing what one desires. Happiness is a state of well-being and commitment, a pleasurable and satisfying experience. So that is the definition hmm. that I got. And it made, made more sense because I remember when Emily brought this topic up, I was like, I don't hate it. I just like, what am I going to say? Like, I was mm-hmm. like, uh, mm-hmm. like, what am I going to do? Yeah. But um, she shared some resources with us and I read through it and I got some really good points from it. And I'm really excited to dig into this. Yeah. Lily, what do you have to add? I would say that happiness is definitely, like I said, an emotion. It's a feeling. It can be fleeting and it doesn't last very long. It's very temporary. Um, but joy lasts forever if we choose it because it is a fruit of the spirit. And um, those things do not waver if you choose them. And I just wanted to share a Bible verse I found about joy. Psalms 126, verse 5. And it says, those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. And I just think this is like a very hopeful verse because all of us go through seasons of struggle and seasons of up and down. And we can go through those, you know, struggle seasons where, you know, we're sad and we're lonely, we're anxious, we're depressed, whatever it may be. 
But this verse is like a promise of God saying that those who do so with tears will reap with songs of joy. So it's not always going to be tears, y'all. Like joy is coming. Yeah, it's just it's a command you have to make to yourself is to not sit and mope around mm-hmm. in this the heartbreaks and the trials. But I just want to kind of dive into what God's word says about joy, because that's the most important thing is what he has to say. And, you know, God says that we are to think of joy or we are to think of trials as an opportunity for joy. I'm, I'm going to read two um, pieces of scripture, but James chapter one, verse two says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And then first Thessalonians five sixteen simply says rejoice always. Mm. And I love that it's mm-hmm. two words rejoice always. And I, I just love it. But the cool thing about that is it seems so hard like, oh, well, that's a lot easier said than done to yeah. to rejoice in the seasons that I'm going through. But if you think about it, God, he wouldn't give us a command that we couldn't do. So why do we find it so hard to find the joy and rejoice in our situations? I think that's a question that, that gets asked all the time. What do you guys want to add on that? So from the reading that I found, it was in God Desiring, I believe, the journal that Emily shared with us, it said that joy is the emotion of salvation, which I really liked. But she also said, most miserable Christians I've seen are those who live with one foot in both worlds. They have one eye on heaven and one eye on earth. And I was like, holy moly. Like, And I'll keep going because it says, it goes on to say that they call on the name of Christ, but they still try to find security, satisfaction, pleasure, or fulfillment from this world. And joy is yes to God and no to the world. And that's so evident with like what we're doing right now in the world, like Mm -hmm. just with everything happening and how you have to say yes to God and no to the world. But that's hard sometimes. It's way easier to say than it is to actually do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's easier said than done. But I was also going to share a quote from um, Lessons from Home blog. And one of the ladies on there said that she wholeheartedly believes that joy is not dependent on our circumstances, which goes back to that verse you shared, Emily, um, and joy is the ability to be content, believing that God is working all things for our good. Um, So I just I love that, that even in you know, hard circumstances, like you can still choose joy and still experience joy. You just have to make that choice. Exactly. And, you know, my input on that, and and I've been doing a very in-depth study lately about um, the fruits of the spirit and, you know, joy is one of those. Mm -hmm. And um, I just really got to learn even more about what that is. And I, you know, I just found that the reason we find it so hard to, a lot of people find it so hard to rejoice in our situations is because joy doesn't depend on good times. It depends on God. Mm-hmm. And wow. to, I like that. <laughs> it's pretty good. And to depend on God, we must know him for, for who he is and for him, because we know God as kind, loving, perfect, good, present and so many more. Mm-hmm. And so if we know him for who he is, then how can we not rejoice in our situations? Because mm-hmm. he's there, he's working through us. I think it's a something to rejoice in just it, the fact itself that he is there. That just proves that he is there because he's working in us through that situation to make us stronger. We must know that his ways are far greater than ours and that every obstacle we face, he is there and he's working in us and he is there through the good and the bad and the ugly. And that's I think that's just awesome in itself yeah. is he's never leaving us or forsaking us. And but, you know, we must know him to know 
what joy is and find the strength to rejoice because he gives that to us. Mm-hmm. When you talk about rejoicing in this season, I I definitely agree with it, but I also think it can be really hard to rejoice in the season that you're in when you're going through a trial. Mm-hmm. Because I know for me, it's, for instance, I was supposed to be at Disney this semester and, you know, COVID, like many other things, got canceled. And um, I had no classes, no place to live. And in that moment, I was freaking out. I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. But fast forward, what, five months? And it's probably the best thing that ever would have happened because mm-hmm. my life would have been a whole lot different right now. Mm-hmm. But I guess, what would you say to people? Like, how do I rejoice in the season I'm in? Like, what is something that you could tell them to do? Goodness. So I, I'll share a little bit about a season I went through. It lasted about two years. Mm -hmm. It was a very long time and it was hard. I was just going through, um, a hard, hard season of loneliness and abandonment and betrayal and depression and anxiety. I could go on. And Mm -hmm. it was, I was just, I didn't really have anyone. I was kind of finding myself or my identity in Christ because I was just now really coming to know him and it was hard. I felt like, like my life was just empty and in that I would never like find anyone. I would never be happy. And during that time, you know, it, it made it worse. I was just hopeless. And so whenever I learned, I grow closer to God and I learned that, Hey, he, there's doors that he was closing that he knew weren't best for me. And he's putting me through this season so I will grow closer to him. So I will go and seek out, f- seek him out. Because if I wasn't going through this season, then I wouldn't be, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know that I needed him because I had everything I needed before or I thought I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then whenever it was all gone, who who did I run to? I didn't run to certain people. I didn't run to this and that. I ran to God because he's the only one who's who is there and I knew who could pull me out. And so if I wouldn't have went through that season that he put me through, then I wouldn't be where I was in my relationship with God today. And so just if 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 you are going through a really difficult trial, difficult season in your life and you just don't see how it can get any better, I'm here to tell you that you have to have patience one. You have to rejoice in your season because he's working through you and he's using you. He's using this situation to make you more holy, like he says. Mm-hmm. And so that's my encouragement to you is to not give up hope, to rejoice, choose joy, y'all, because because it's there's light at the end of the tunnel, I promise. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I it's amazing what he's done through my life. And I praise him. I see my season as a blessing because I wouldn't be where I was today without it. And I wouldn't have had certain doors closed without it. And so with the doors closed, I remember we were on a walk one time and I told you something I had heard and it was about relationships. And it's, I said, God closes one door because he hears conversations that you didn't. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge thing that I've really held on to because he does hear everything that we don't hear. And there's a reason why certain relationships might might not be in your life. Certain events might not be taking place. Like, like Emily said, everything that's happening is happening for a reason. You might not believe it now, but I Mm -hmm. promise you five months, a year, two years, whatever you will see God moving in crazy ways. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like you have that aha moment and you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) God, you were taking care of me. Like I had no idea what was going on, but you knew. And like, thank you for interjecting into my life because you saved me from, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it had may be. But um, I will say too that, you know, joy is so valuable and 
it's so valuable that the enemy seeks to steal it and destroy our joy. Yeah. And so, you know, us Christians, we know it's valuable, but the fact that it's valuable to the enemy, that he wants to take it from us is just one more incentive to like choose joy and be like, I'm choosing joy. The enemy doesn't want me to choose joy. Like he can't stop me from choosing joy because he does not want you to choose joy. He wants you to choose, you know, despair and all of the awful words that go along with that. So that's just another good point to think about. No, I love that. It's reminding you to turn to the to him and his word mm-hmm. rather than the world. Yeah. Because if you turn to the world, you're just going to enhance those feelings of despair, loneliness, and every bad thing. But if you turn to his word, I mean, you're going to find so many crazy things. Absolutely. That's so true. That's awesome. I want to share. This is the kind of turning point I had whenever I realized that this season was a good thing. So I had been, I had just been feeling really bad and, I had something happen one day that just made me feel even worse. And I was, I remember I was laying on my bathroom floor just crying because it was awful. All all I wanted to do was just give up. Like it was, it was horrible. And I was like, you know, I'm just driving home. Like I'm driving home to my mom so she can like hug me because I was just not okay. And I was on my way home and this worship song comes on it's called yes i will by vertical worship if you haven't heard it give it a listen um but it's pretty much just saying that yes i will lift you high in the lowest valley um the god who's never late is working all things out and i just listened to that and i remember i was driving home and like the waterworks came i was like screaming crying to god just like crying out to him i had to pull over because i couldn't drive in that state Mm -hmm. and i was just like i could cry talking about it because it was insane how i literally felt God sitting next to me in the passenger seat. And y'all, this is whenever I just knew that this was real because it was like he was holding my hand in the passenger seat and he was telling me, Emily, it's all going to be okay. This is to make you stronger. This is to make you more holy. Continue to seek me out. Continue to rejoice in this season. And that was it for me, y'all. Like I I was, okay, God, this is good. I'm trusting you in this situation and I'm choosing joy. And if you guys are going through anything like that, do not, do not give up because that's the last thing God wants is for you to give up. That's awesome. Yeah. What a story. Thank <laughs> you for sharing, that's Emily. So awesome. Uh, I know I do my best like God time in the car when I'm like mm-hmm. headed somewhere mm-hmm. long because I put on worship music and I usually just listen to worship music because I mean, I, I just pray <laughs> and pray and pray over just because I, I understand what you're talking about in that sense, but mm-hmm. that's crazy. That's, I love awesome. that. Um, another thing that I got from the Desiring God blog was idolatry. Idolatry? Idolatry. But it's looking to something other than God to meet my needs and satisfying my desires. So I thought that was really crazy because I started to think, obviously, things came to mind. But my question is, what are your... Idolatries. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I would say... Hmm. For me, I think before in the past, it's been relationships. I think that it can be even sometimes schoolwork. It can be. I think mine's TV. TV. Like, I think I'll, I would rather, not I would rather, but I do turn on the TV more than I should be when I should go to my Bible. I agree with that. I think sometimes I just want like background noise. I want something to just chill out to. And sometimes the TV is something I just turn on and I'm like, okay, just going to chill out to this. But, you know, I I relate to that, too, because it's like, no, I should be, you know, listening to a sermon or just listening to worship music or just being still. You know, that's 
That's always a good option too. Yeah, I can't really do that. <laughs> I struggle, trust me, with that. Although I actually take that back because I have been, you know, sitting in this chair. I sit in a lot and just turning on worship music and just sitting in that presence yeah. of it. So yeah. I do take that back. Mm-hmm. What about you, Emma? I, I definitely struggle with the whole phone thing. I like to be on Instagram. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I, I've been con- I've been really thinking about like disabling. Is that you disable it? Disable your account for account for like. I don't know, maybe a month just to kind of detox from it. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely know whenever I need to put it down and open, like I get, I, I make it a goal of mine and to open my Bible every day. And I do, I, I mean, I do a pretty good job of that. There are some days, of course, where I don't get into it. Um, but I do know that whenever I'm, I'm feeling anxious or, you know, kind of just crappy in general, I yeah. know that that's like, okay, Emily, you need to open up your Bible, even if it's just for like 15 minutes, you know, and just kind of sit in his presence. But I will say the social media aspect of life is definitely a kind of roadblock for me. We live in a social media generation, so that, that doesn't really true. help. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't help at all. Um, there's actually a sermon I listened to, and it's a short one. It's by Stephen Furtick. It was maybe seven, six minutes on YouTube, but um, it's titled, Where's Your Joy?, And um, some of the takeaways I got from that was he goes on to say that joy is a point of view and um, joy is a focus before it's a feeling. So there that is again with making the choice first before you, you know, reap the benefits of feeling joy. Um, And to bring up the social media aspect of it, he does go on to say that nothing destroys your joy like comparison. And that Mm -hmm. is so true, definitely for me. But um where do we compare most of the time? It's on social media most of the time. So that's, I encourage you to do that, Emily, because I've thought about the same thing here and there. And it really, it, it helps you to just stop comparing. I was even telling Addison last night, we were, there was a few of us girls sitting there um, watching a movie last night. And Fast and Furious, Fast for those of you who want to know. <laughs> Anyways, um, I was going through Instagram and I was like, oh my goodness, everyone is either married or having a kid right now. <laughs> and I was just like so upset about it. But yeah, just comparing ourselves to, to even that. Exactly. That can be an idolizing thing too. Just mm-hmm. like I sit there and compare mm-hmm. myself to people I'm close with and I'm like, what yeah. am I doing? Like everyone has their own issues and own insecurities and yeah. what you see is what they want you to see. Like I do exactly. it too. I don't post my deep, dark stuff like Mm -mm. it's just it's crazy yeah insane no 100 percent. yeah so i love that you brought that up but do you guys have anything else to add i just want to encourage you guys to just remember who god is um his attributes his love for you is greater than you can imagine and don't give up also that um choosing joy can feel really hard at first because you're like i don't see any joy how do i choose joy in my life if i don't see it but i will say that from my own experiences too, that the more that you choose joy, the easier it becomes and the more joy that you will see, you know, around your life. So just to remember that even if you can't see it, it is still there, you guys. Awesome. I love that, you guys. Well, stay tuned for our special segment and we can't wait to see y'all next week. Hey, y'all. It's time for Flavor of the Week. This week, we have a special guest, our designer and my roommate and a really good friend of all of ours, Ashlyn Campbell. Hi, Ashlyn. (laughs) I love you, Ashlyn. I'm your biggest fan. (laughs) Biggest fan. So we're going to share some of our favorite things. And as always, we're going to let our guests go first. Uh, What do you have for us this week? So this week, I just have a quote that's probably like 
my favorite just to go through the week. And it says, God has a plan, trust, wait, and believe. Oh, I like that. Mm. I love every week she like posts like these um, <laughs> quotes in her Instagram story. Yes. I love it. I followed so many pages because of it. It gives me motivation through the week for sure. Oh, we all oh, need it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Emily, what do you have? Okay, so I, I got another book. <laughs> Let's be real. Are we like surprised? <laughs> but um, this is a, it's kind of like it's a like a devotional Bible study book um, by Jenny Allen. I'm sure you all have heard of it. Um, it's called Get Out of Your Head. It is so good. Um, I, I honestly was very like felt very spoken to by it. Um, it's just kind of all about your thoughts and how your thoughts control your everyday lives and your and your emotions and it's very good if you're struggling with insecurities or just like really bad thoughts i highly suggest ordering it and going through it it's very good i actually have yeah i've listened to like the audio what is it called audiobook yes i've listened to the audiobook of it and it is so good my aunt actually recommended it to me hi elizabeth <laughs> um but she loves it too and it's jenny allen is amazing so it is so good I, I i suggest getting like a hard copy of it and just like writing notes through it that's what i did and just like kind of pray over it it was it was really good what about you lily um, so this is going off of our topic of joy but um i have a song by for king and country and it's actually just called joy and that song (laughs) it's such a good song it's such a like bop and you can listen to it in the car like with windows down it's like a very upbeat christian song but one of the lines in the song says the time has come to make a choice and i choose joy and then like the beat drops and it's so good the beat does drop it does (laughs) (laughs) so i would highly recommend listening to that song this week if you are struggling with choosing joy awesome awesome so i have a song by carrie job it's first love i love this song it kind of reminds you to that with every relationship every friendship anything you have that god's your first love and it's it's just such a beautiful beautiful song and i highly suggest y'all listen to it and on carrie job i also have a podcast my friend noah reminded me of it and it's when carrie job goes on to sadie robertson i'm sure y'all have heard that or some (laughs) snippets um and she talks about god's character and i just think that's such a beautiful thing um so definitely check out carrie job i really love her i went to passion last year sadly it didn't happen this past year in person it happened virtually and she had a moment on stage where it was just crazy like the presence of God was in an arena with 60,000 people and uh, I she's just amazing it's it's crazy but that's my flavor of the week this week awesome love it and we'll start tagging everything that we're saying in our flavor of the week in our Instagram so you guys can actually go check it out and we also loved hearing from you guys about the songs that you guys liked we'll continue doing that so we can hear what you guys are into well, thank you so much for joining us, Ashlyn. Uh, we loved having you all on. Yes, um, thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll check back in next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Have a good week.